When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin low volume sparks the Bitcoin price action morning as metric hits a value zone. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis and breaking news just in, and this is a big deal. Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang plead guilty to the fraud charges. That's right. And the crypto community responds. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse compares Wells Fargo's billions in mismanagement with the FTX collapse. Quite a similar uh, scenario I'll be pointing out for you. Also in today's show, major breaking news. Brazil, their president signs a bill regulating the use of Bitcoin as payment. That's right. Thursday morning, this bill was signed into office, establishing a regulatory framework for trading in the use of Bitcoin in Brazil, according to the federal government's official journal. Also in today's show, Guggenheim CIO Scott Minyard warns of a crypto washout similar to the internet bubble. That's right. Quoting him here, there is another shoe to drop. He warned, nonetheless, the executive is confident that the crypto industry will move forward despite the collapse of the crypto exchange, FTX. Also in today's show, here's how high the Bitcoin price could soar at the top of the next cycle, according to top crypto analysts, Invest Answers. Quoting him here, I do believe we hit 61,000 to 62,000 by April 2024, and that is right at the halving of April-May 2024. I am sticking with a much more conservative price of $80,000 for the next cycle. That would be sometime in the year 2024. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone tuning in to today's live stream of Crypto News Alerts podcast episode number 1140. Today is December 22nd, 2022, and naturally there's lots to cover. I'm your host, JV. Let's dive right into today's Crypto Market Watch. As you can see, all the major cryptos are currently correcting back in the red with Bitcoin down 1.27% for the day, holding on to 16,600 and not looking so great at this moment. We have Ether, negative 2.3%, trading back under $1,200. And as you can see, all the major cryptos also in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap sitting at just 100, or I'm just sitting at 801 billion, which is pretty low with only 25 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance still at 40% with the Ether dominance at 18.2% and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours. There's really not much in the green because as we scroll down, you can see the bulk of the top cryptos correcting and in the red and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week. The only one in the green I can see is XDC up about 9%. Everything else Massive losses for the altcoins as the blood shed continues, unfortunately. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, it shows we are currently rated a 28.5. 
28 in fear. Yesterday at 26, last week a 31, and last month a 22 in extreme fear. So there you have it. Now let's dive right into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the price action for the King Crypto. Bitcoin price action may be unsustainably high as one metric hits its highest levels in the past seven months. Data from on-chain analytics firm Glassnode confirms December 21st, the Bitcoin network valued at transaction signal reached levels not seen since April. Now created by statistician Willie Wu, shout out to Willie Wu, the NBT essentially measures the ratio between the on-chain activity and the price of Bitcoin. Now, NBT signals modifies its readings by using a 90-day moving average of daily transaction volume instead of raw data, something Glassnode says improves NBT and allows it to better function as a leading indicator. Now, on December 21st, the NBT signal hit 18.58, a level that last appeared as Bitcoin declined in the final days back in April. And at the time, Bitcoin traded at just over $40,000. Now, fast forward to year's end, the NBT is flashing a warning. Despite Bitcoin being worth less than 50% of its April levels. Network volume has declined to such an extent that even the current 16,800 valuation might not last. Now, as we explained in the description of the NBT ratio on his analytics site, when Bitcoin's NBT is high, it indicates that its network valuation is outstripping the value being transmitted on its payment network. This can happen when the network is in high growth and investors are valuing it as a high return investment or alternatively, when the price is an unsustainable bubble, as pointed out here by Glassnode. Now there is a catch to the NBT, however, as noted by various analysts, including including Willy Woo, the constantly changing nature of the Bitcoin network means that transactions are increasingly moving off-chain and together with other phenomena. This impacts on-chain transactions data to the extent that the NVT may produce an overly bearish picture to value transactions. This is addressed with an addition to the indicator called Dynamic Range, created by Charles Edwards, the CEO of Asset Manager, Capriole Investments. Now, DRNBT uses standard deviations to measure NBT divergence from the mean. It also supplies value zones for easier determination of entry points based on its readings. And currently, the DRNBT is in the value zone. Data from TradingView shows a key contrast to the standard model. Quoting them here, the the NBT signal with a dynamic fair value range must be used with care. Edwards nonetheless cautioned in an introduction to the indicator back in 2019. As with all markets, an asset can remain expensive or cheap for extended periods of time and continue to get even more expensive or cheaper. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the short-term price action for the King Crypto as we wrap up this crazy bearish winter year of 2022? Let me know in the comments right down below, which leads us to our next breaking story of the day. I heard this news around 11 p.m. or midnight last night, and I'm like, oh my God, they are ratting on SBF. Go figure. But let's break this down because this is quite intriguing. In the newest update on the FTX saga, former Alameda Research CEO Carolina Ellison and former FTX co-founder Gary Wang pled guilty to fraud charges and are currently helping with the investigation of former FTX CEO SBF. As the news broke, crypto community members shared their thoughts on the new development from wondering where customer funds went to ridiculing Ellison's trading skills to wondering how much inside trading information the executives gave to Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary. Members of the crypto community tweeted various reactions to the executives pleading guilty and turning on Bankman Freed. You can see some of the photos here. He's looking pretty rough. He hasn't shaven post-jail. SBF 
actually looking like a gangster here. He even has a nice suit on, looking like a mafia boss. Regarding to the story, community members raised important questions. One Twitter user highlighted an urgent inquiry. Where is the customer's money? That's the million-dollar question, or should I say billion-dollar question in this case. The community member also asked if the confession will solve this problem or if the money is already gone. On the other hand, another Twitter user dragged O'Leary into the convo. (laughs) The user asked how much insider trading info was given to O'Leary in terms of assets being pumped and dumped. And according to a community member, they don't think that Bankman frees the big fish, but rather simply a bass swimming in the ocean. I agree. I think the parents and regulators were more... Uh, to be blamed for this corruption for allowing it to happen in the first place and more likely to be the masterminds. Now, meanwhile, another member of the community brought up the recent alleged sighting of Ellison in New York. The Twitter user pointed out that people who saw the photos of Ellison in New York must know that the executive came to the United States under protection while others are raising serious questions. Some took the opportunity to add some humor to the issue. One Twitter user ridiculed Ellison's trading skills and said that it was the former Alameda CEO's first time using a stop-loss function. As pointed out here, Caroline Ellison is pleading guilty to criminal charges. She will cooperate with the government in case, uh, in the case against SBF. So for the first time ever, she is using <laughs> a stop loss. Now, internet detective Stefan, more commonly known as CoffeeZilla, said that it was game over for Bankman Freed. And additionally, he pointed out that even though they are apart, Bankman Freed's partners found a way to screw him one last time. And despite all this, a community member couldn't help but be cynical about the new development. According to the Twitter user, nothing serious will happen. The user is convinced that this whole issue to will disappear like the ocean pipelines exploding, the Las Vegas shooting, and Jeffrey Epstein's island stories. Meanwhile, Ellison, who is a key witness in the FTX investigation, avoided a potential 110-year jail sentence through a plea deal with the Office of the United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Through this, the former Alameda Research CEO will only be prosecuted for tax violations and could immediately be released, paying just $250,000 in bail. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding Ellison? And Gary Wang speaking to the feds and ratting on SPF to reduce their, (laughs) obviously their prison time. Let me know in the comments right down below. And how serious do you feel the, uh, the sentence is going to be against SPF considering that his own employees or execs are ratting on him? Do you think he is obviously going to be thrown under the bus and could live a life sentence in prison? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, and I'll be updating you as more details are released. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day. Wells Fargo to pay another hefty fine for more corruption, and it just goes to show you how corrupt the legacy banking system truly is. Now check this out. Amid the heated up news stemming from the FTX drama, Ripple CEO Garlinghouse tried to turn the public's attention to another case regarding the misdeeds of traditional finance. A $3.7 billion fine for mismanagement at Wells Fargo Bank was treated as, in Garlinghouse's words, barely a blip on the radar. I don't even see them talking about that on the lamestream media. Now, Ripple CEO expressed his concern with the lack of public attention to the Wells Fargo case in his tweet December 21st, which was just yesterday. Reading it here, the world is approximately or appropriately outraged by SBF and FTX's fraud. But when Wells Fargo mismanages billions in customer funds as well, it's barely a blip on the radar. Just some food for thought, and it shows you this old Batman comic, and it says, but Wells Fargo is illegal activity. We only care about FTX. Slap. 
to the face. Now, on December 20th, the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau ordered Wells Fargo to pay more than $2 billion in redress to consumers, as well as $1.7 billion in a civil penalty. And according to the firm, the bank's conduct led to billions of dollars in financial harm to its customers and cost thousands of customers their vehicles and homes so messed up. Now, over several years, Wells Fargo systematically charged its customers with ill-assessed fees and interest charged on auto and mortgage loans unlawfully, surprising draft fees and incorrect charges to checking and savings accounts. There are literally 16 million affected accounts for customers in this case. Jeez, I feel sorry for anyone using Wells Fargo. In this statement, the director shared the following. Wells Fargo's rinse repeat cycle of violating the law has harmed millions of American families. They are ordering Wells Fargo to refund billions of dollars to consumers across the country. This is an important initial step for accountability and long-term reform of this repeat offender. I repeat, repeat offender. Now, it wasn't the first time one of the biggest banks in the U.S. broke the law and harmed customers. Back in 2016, Wells Fargo, which has a market cap of $156 billion, which so this billion dollar fine is just a blip on the radar because, again, they're worth $156 billion. Now, they were fined $185 million back then for creating millions of fraudulent savings accounts, millions of fraudulent savings accounts on behalf of its clients without their consent. And in 2020, Wells Fargo agreed to pay a $3 billion fine to resolve its potential criminal and civil liability for this activity. And other banks do the same type of shenanigans. We also have, um, what's the big one? Uh, Chase. Uh, they have paid billion dollars in fines as well. And this is nothing new under the sun. And it just goes to show you how corrupt the legacy banking system truly is. Now let's discuss our next breaking story of the day. This is really big. I just saw this breaking news this morning. And this is probably the biggest story of the day. So let's dive right in, shall we? Brazilian president signs bill regulating the use of Bitcoin as payment. That's right. The Brazilian president on Thursday morning signed a bill into law that establishes a complete regulatory framework for the trading and use of Bitcoin in Brazil, according to the federal government's official journal, the DOU. Now, the president enacted the bill approved by Congress without any modifications. As previously reported, the new rules recognize Bitcoin as a digital representation of value that can be used as a means of payment and as an investment asset in the South. American nation. Now, a virtual asset is a digital representation of value that can be negotiated or transferred electronically and used for payments or as an investment per the bill's text. The new law, which goes into effect 180 days after today's signature, does not make Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency a legal tender in the country, such as in El Salvador, and notwithstanding the legitimacy conferred upon Bitcoin's use case as payment is meaningful and has the potential to spur great activity in the country. The extent to which that happens, however, is dependent on the actions of the regulator in charge. Now, the executive branch will select the government bodies that will oversee the market. The expectation is that the Central Bank of Brazil, which is the BCB, will be in charge when Bitcoin is used as a payment, while the country's Securities and Exchange Commission, which is the CVM, will be the watchdog when it is used as an investment asset. Both the BCB and the CVM, along with the Federal Tax Authority, which is the RFB, help lawmakers craft this overhaul legislation. And if the BCB gets confirmed as the sector's watchdog, the outlook isn't the best. While the regulator can't override the aforementioned definition of a virtual asset determined by law, there is little reason to believe that the BCB will go out of its way to push greater adoption of Bitcoin as a payment. Now, it's the president. Uh, if 
I'm sorry, it's president who said that multiple times he doesn't see cryptocurrencies as great alternative to fiat payments, citing mainly volatility, but more importantly, the BCB is working to release its own digital currency, the real digital, which is currently planned to go live by 2024, but the greater regulatory clarity given by the legislation encourages businesses to explore the burgoing payment method more closely. This, in turn, can translate into more widespread adoption of the King Crypto as a medium of exchange in Brazil, and irrespective of whether an active endorsement by the BCB comes or not. And I want to stress why this is such a big deal. Think about the population of how big it is in Brazil, how many millions upon millions of people, whereas with El Salvador, the population is is very small. So for Bitcoin adoption to take place in a big Latin American country like Brazil is naturally a big deal to help usher in mass adoption as Bitcoin game theory is in full effect all around the world. So what are your thoughts surrounding this? Are you bullish for the prospects of Bitcoin in Brazil and Latin America? Let me know in the comments right down below, which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss a potential crypto washout as per the Guggenheim Partners CIO, Scott Minyard. Guggenheim Partners Global Chief Investment Officer, Scott Minyard, shared in an interview with Bloomberg last week his thoughts on the future of crypto following the implosion of crypto exchange, FTX. He was asked if his confidence that Bitcoin and crypto can move forward given the FTX fallout and subsequent contagion and recent crypto market sell-offs, Minyard replied, I do. The CIO then proceeded to detail, a year ago when we were talking about crypto, there were approximately 19,000 coins, to which my comment was, this is mostly crap. He warned, there is going to be a washout. Just like the internet bubble, we will have survivors. The digitization or digitization of currency isn't just in its infancy and how it evolves now is going to require... Uh, I'm sorry, it is in its infancy and will require a regulatory framework to legitimize it, he opined. I think we will move forward, and I think this will transfer to the general economy. And according to Minyard, Guggenheim bought some Bitcoin at $20,000, which the investment management firm subsequently sold when the price of Bitcoin reached over $40,000. And while Guggenheim executive warned, there is another shoe to the drop. He emphasized, I can tell you where it is. And he elaborated, I think there is more to come. And the reason this is just like any number of periods where we had easy money and a lot of speculation, the weakest players fall first. Crypto was obviously something that is crazy. And Minyard was bullish on the price of Bitcoin in early 2021. At the time, he predicted the crypto's fair value would increase to about $600,000 per coin. However, the Guggenheim executive became less bullish over time. And in May, he predicted that the price of Bitcoin would fall to $8,000, which I covered here on the show. And lo and behold, a lot of analysts now are saying 8000 could potentially happen in this crypto winter, advising investors to short and sell the cryptocurrency. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Minyard's price predictions, which leads us to our final story of the day and the moment we have all been waiting for. I got an, a very bullish price prediction for you coming from the one and only Invest Answers. Here we go. Diwali followed crypto strategist expresses his long-term bullish sentiment for the King Crypto as the next halving approaches. The host of the crypto YouTube channel, Invest Answers, tells his 444,000 YouTube subs that Bitcoin could rally by nearly 380% from the current level and route to printing a new all-time high at the top of the next Bull market, quitting him here. I am sticking with a much more conservative price of $80,000 for the next cycle. That would be sometime in the year 
2024. I do believe we can hit about 61, 62,000 by April of 2024. And that is right at the halving of April, May 2024. And citing Metcalf's law, the crypto analyst says the Bitcoin can hit a price of $1.5 million per coin by 2030 once the number of wallets increases to 3.4 million. And Metcalf's law states that the value of a network is directly related to the number of users it has. Quoting him here, if Metcalf's law holds what it does for other industries, the conservative model has Bitcoin reaching 3.4 million wallets by the year 2030. But that assumes the increase in usage following the trend that we have had since the beginning of time over the past 11, 12 years. Now, that also assumes over 1 billion users active users on the actual chain. Now, cutting that in half from 1 billion users down to 500 million users, this would get us to about $1.5 million for the Bitcoin price. And according to the synonymous crypto strategist, Bitcoin adoption needs to rise exponentially for the flagship digital asset to reach a seven-figure price. As he shares here, adoption is the key and the adoption needs to go up 500x from today for that price of $1.5 million to be achieved. So there you have it. And to watch this video with Invest Answers entitled Bitcoin and Paper, Bitcoin versus Gold and only 29 million BTC. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And what are your thoughts surrounding his bullish price prediction that we can realistically hit one and a half million dollars by 2030 and hit 80,000 as the height for the next cycle peak? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Also like to throw out there some other predictions on the top of my mind. We got Credible Crypto, who is still predicting a hundred dollars to $150,000 Bitcoin price for 2023. We also have Tim Draper, the billionaire venture capitalist himself, still quite bullish on the King Crypto, still calling and tripling down on his prediction of a quarter million dollar Bitcoin price by the second quarter of next year, which is mid-2023. We also have Max Kaiser sticking by his $220,000 prediction. And then we have various other predictions. We have stock the flow model, which suggests a six-figure Bitcoin price sometime between 2024 and 2025. But where do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to go next? Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.